Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Overcoming Emotional Eating. I'm so glad you're here with me again. In this episode, I'm actually live on a pre-recorded line talking about the magnitude of grief and how the grief of this client disenabled him from really making true connection with himself and also then with his spouse. Take a listen. It's definitely a heartfelt message, one that's near and dear to my heart, although different than the traditional overcoming purpose and podcast. This one definitely also has some true gems within it that might speak loud and clear to you or to someone you know. I, uh, everything that you said about dealing with clients, I mean, really hit me in the head. Mm -hmm. I don't have clients to deal with, Wendy, but I'm doing this with myself. Of course, you know, I just found out that my daughter, I told you a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago, my daughter has cancer mm -hmm. and she's going to be operated on. Um, they're going to take out all of her, uh, about three foot of her colon. Mm. And mm. Uh, I'm going down to Southern Florida to be with her after the operation to help take care of her so her husband can go back to work. And, and you know, I'm just the feeling of stress. Mm -hmm. in my household, mm -hmm. in me, mm -hmm. is, I, I just, I just, I'm having trouble dealing with it. Absolutely. And I've prayed, I've thought about it. My husband has went through stress because the everything, this is my firstborn child. And, uh, well, the twin, they're twins and uh, she's the oldest twin. And it, it's very, very difficult. Uh, I am not eating right, but mm -hmm. most of all, I'm not eating at all. Mm -hmm. And I go, I have a business on the that I go to on a weekend at a mm -hmm. flea market Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't mm -hmm. eat. And most of all, to that lady that you were just talking to, uh, I found out that eating isn't dealing with me so much as water mm -hmm. uh, I'm not drinking my water and it I mean it's instead of doing 10 bottles like I'm supposed to I'm lucky to get one bottle in mm -hmm. I'm busy I'm concerned I'm worried and mm -hmm. it's just physically I can't deal with anymore mm. and um I have a husband that just absolutely does everything for me. He cooks for me. He does it through all this. He has done. But this has been a hard thing on us. Yeah. He worries about me physically, and then he worries about himself being able to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, my uh, my physical health 
in the last few weeks has really went down the tube. Yeah. And uh, I'm emotionally, it's, it's been, been hard on us. Absolutely. And, and when you don't eat right, you don't do the program right, and you've done it for a long time, and then mm-hmm. you don't do it right, that's when, you know, you get physically down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, Wendy, that I'm not eating what I'm supposed to. I'm not eating at all. Yeah, at I hear that. Which and, is a normal response to grief, right? If we look at what you're going through, we don't, we don't, we, you know, I've said this before on calls and, and we underrate the word grief. We think it only means when someone dies. That is a lie. When our life changes, particularly in a way we don't want it to, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if, it, if you win the lottery, you don't feel a whole lot of grief. <laughs> so not going to put it in that context, but when our life changes inevitably in a way that we are facing health crises or financial crises or maybe uh, divorce, mm-hmm. spousal crises, losing a job, like when those things happen, it's grief. Mm-hmm. And so not eating for many people is a normal response to grief. And so I want you to recognize that part. There's a lot of worry, you know, for, for you and your house and, and that's one emotion. And then there's some grief about what's happening. And so taking care of me and when he doesn't eat, then, and I'll come out and say, what have you eaten today? Well, nothing. And I'll say, you know, you can't take care of me and this household and everything if you don't eat. Right. And what you, so what you guys have to do together, right? Because either, you know, with our spouse, particularly during times of real intense grief, and it happens when we're just single too. So for, for those of you that don't have a spouse, you can do this with yourself too. But those are the times where you intentionally have to say to each other, okay, listen, We all got to make it through this storm. And so in that, I got to put my mask on me first and you got to put your mask on you first. And my mask has to consist of food and water and some time where I can sob and some time where I can feel and some time where I can get hugs and some time where I can read, you know, whatever, whatever nourishes your soul during this time is what your mask is going to consist of. Your husband's mask is going to consist of something a little bit different. Wendy, my husband is is right here. He heard you talking with you. Wendy? Yeah. I'm Mr. Margie. You said something there a minute ago that kind of triggered something in my concrete. I took some psychology when I was working on my bachelor's, mm-hmm. uh, which I know is dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> I have PTSD. Mm-hmm. And you can look in the DSM-5 and get that definition. Yeah. I have PTSD. Yeah. 
in the last few months, I've been dealing with stress. Mm -hmm. It takes me back to when I was, my boots were on the beach in 68. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here I'm dealing, and you got to understand, I'm a very opinionated old friend. <laughs> I get it. And I took an oath of office five and a half decades ago. Mm -hmm. And that oath of office is going to stay in force for me until somebody hauls my carcass down to Bushnell. Mm -hmm. And I've been dealing to the point of anger with what's going on in this country. Mm -hmm. I have a president who literally committed treason. I, and, and it's affecting me emotionally because mm -hmm. I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I when know. You said you. About the grief, when you said about the grief thing, I think yeah. that's kind of what triggered yeah. my that. response. I, yeah. I apologize for getting a little out in left field. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's the way I am. It's the way I'm wired. No, I think it's a good... What you just did was beautiful because you made a connection. So that's what these calls are about, right? Learning about ourselves. So sometimes we feel like we go off into left field, but I clearly heard that connection for you between what's happening in your life right now, personally, what's happening in the country, and the fact that you have a really intricate relationship every um, person who has served for our country has a, has a different type of intricate relationship with this country that I, that I have because you guys have been in it, right? Boots on the ground, you said. And I get that phrase and what that means for many people who have served here. And so for you, it makes sense to me and you've moved into survival mode based on that PTSD. And that makes, and you have things going on with your daughter. So I'm just honored that you came on the line and made a connection because that's a real yeah. piece for you in your healing. And as you heal, things lighten up in your house, your wife heals. You see, we kind of, when we're around that energy pattern, it's really hard to get better, right? Especially when we don't know what even the energy field looks like. Right. So you have a couple of different things that are involved in your life mask, that oxygen mask I was talking about that are different than your wife. And so that's what you need to focus on in your oxygen mask, so to speak, so that you guys can make it through this storm together, healthfully onto the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. Your mask consists of some grief work. Maybe some talking around that PTSD part. Do you go to the VA at all? Only for blood work a couple times a year. Miss Wendy, mm. you got to understand, I don't trust the VA. They will re <laughs> they're refusing to recognize my PTSD, and they're refusing to recognize my cancer that was taken out of my body in 04. Here in Lake Nona? They will not, mm. they will not recognize either. See, really? Right on the he was I was right a DMT the for three and a half months. I had a friend killed. I carried mm -hmm. a litter for a man who had no legs from the, from the hip yeah. sockets down oh. because a mortar mm -hmm. round led between his legs. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, you clearly, that's the reason why I mentioned that you absolutely are right in that self-diagnosis of PTSD, 1000%. The reason why I mentioned the VA in Lake Nona, I know you guys are kind of in that area because they run PTSD groups three times a day for our soldiers. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're, we're Three not, groups I'm a day. Up in the middle of the Cala National Force. Nobody offers that kind of help up there. Oh, no, so maybe that's true. We're, yeah. We're two and a half hours from Lake Nona. Oh, you're I that far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Drives, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And I was only offering that up. But I know about our VA here. Our, and I'm going to tell you, I agree with you on a lot of VAs. And I absolutely know what happened to vets because my father-in-law was a Vietnam vet, too. And so I totally can relate and understand about what you're talking about. And if you can ever get to Lake Nona at all, it is a different, very different hospital here. And they do run a ton of PTSD groups and they may do some virtual. So I'm just, you know, kind of giving you that to think about, to put in your oxygen mask. I, I, don't, I don't know where the VA is in Lake Nona. I just know where a few things well, in Dr. Dr. Frank's, Frank's office is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not far from Dr. Frank's office. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's why I was saying. It's not far at all. So I can take and put Shaddy Kathy in the car Thursday and put the address <laughs> in. And, and yeah. It's probably only about 10 minutes, if that, from Dr. Frank's office. So. Because you have a very different need than your wife does. And it's important that both of you guys get your needs met in the individual construct in order for you to heal through this. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.